This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest professors to your fingertips with more than 500 courses on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more. The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming or DVD and CD. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only... The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses, including the Decisive Battles of World History. For this limited time 80% offer, please go to thegreatcourses.com slash WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com slash WS. So when President Obama sat down to discuss world affairs yesterday, he certainly didn't talk to Benjamin Netanyahu, persona non grata, but he did find time for Glozell. Hello, this is Glozell. Is you okay? Is you good? Because I wanted to know. Okay. Is that where the Obama presidency is focused today? The State of the Union address uh, in, uh, at the beginning of the week, finishing up with Glozell at the end. Here to discuss all that more is Steve Hayes with the Weekly Standard. Hey, Michael. How are you? Now, did you attend uh, journalism school with Glozell, Steve? Uh, she was not in my class. Uh, <laughs> she must have been in an early class uh, at Columbia's the, School the, of Journalism. The reason why I bring this up is because it, 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 there's an odd feeling of tremendous disconnect between what's going on. We're watching Yemen you know, falling to these Iranian-supported terrorists and ISIS continuing to spread and, you know, the turmoil coming from the death of uh, the uh, head of the king of Saudi Arabia. And then the president just seems like, hey, let's talk about some community college. Hey, what do you say, everybody? Right, right. Look, I mean, I, I come at this from a, a slightly uh, different angle. I've been a, a defender uh, of the president and his willingness to do interviews with non-traditional media outlets um, to, to you know, to go on ESPN to, to share his message to, to appear more likable to voters. I think it's been a good political move for him, and I think Republicans in in the main would do better to emulate the president than mock him when he does these kind of things. Having said all that, uh, I have to draw the line at Glozell uh, and the and the cereal eating from a bathtub. I mean, at a certain point. It's it's a matter of uh, how you use your time, Judgment. and it's a matter of, of seriousness. And, you know, while I think it's it's fair to criticize Republicans for taking themselves too seriously and, and saying, you know, this is beneath the dignity of the office to go on ESPN, I do think it's beneath the dignity of the office to give an interview to Glozell. Uh, when you have a woman who was famous on the Internet for snorting a condom up her, up her nose and who Correct. told the president she was worried that the popo were going to kill her husband. But uh, back to the question of uh, of the divide between what's going on in the real world and the White House. You're in Washington. Is the administration more focused on these big issues than we than we see? And what we've been just kind of focusing on is the media coverage, which has been the State of the Union and this series of web interviews he gave. No, I don't think so at all. I think that <laughs> look, I think the president is I think the president is is focused on his legacy and he sees his legacy as an expanded federal government, uh, largely on domestic policy. Uh, he, he's quite proud of that. You know, obviously we had the State of the Union this week, which, in which he re-embraced a broad progressive vision. He had a, a sort of a, a moment at the end of the speech where he uh, that had a nodding acquaintance with what he had said in his first inaugural. In his first inaugural, he had said, we have to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and do the work of remaking 
America, um, not re-energizing, not reinvigorating, but remaking America. And the president said this week that we've in the six years that he's been in office, the United States has made a lot of progress in remaking America. And I think certainly on the domestic policy front, that's the argument that he wants to make uh, as, as his legacy. Uh, the decision of Congress to invite Benjamin Netanyahu to speak before them, I assume that this, not being a historian, hey, you want to have someone come and speak, and world leaders speak all the time. Uh, President Obama has gone off and spoken to the governments around the world. Why is this a controversy with the White House? Well, I, I think, you know, if, if Washington were functioning the way that, that we would all like it to function, you probably do give the White House a heads up and say, hey, we'd like to have, uh, you know, Prime Minister Netanyahu come and address the, the threat from Iran. Um, but Washington isn't functioning that way. It hasn't functioned that way for a long time. And I would argue that it's largely the fault of the president of the United States that Washington hasn't functioned that way. I mean, the, the White House is, is pitching a fit. I mean, really saying some harsh things about both John Boehner and Benjamin Netanyahu on background, not attaching their names to anything. Um, but this is the same White House that just had David Cameron, the British prime minister, making phone calls to lobby members of Congress against new Iran sanctions. I mean, this is the same White House that backgrounded reporters and called Benjamin Netanyahu something that we can't say on right. a family-friendly radio station. Um, you know, th this is the same White House ha that has repeatedly breached protocol uh, on these issues and others. And, and, you know, you have a president who's campaigned around the country boasting about his ability and willingness to circumvent the U.S. Congress, the legislative branch. I'm not making an argument that two wrongs make a right. I'm making an argument that John Boehner, in this instance, was absolutely within his rights to say, we want to invite the, the Israeli prime minister to the United States to address Congress, to talk to the American people about the nature of the threat presented by Iran, because we're not hearing it from our own president. I think it's a perfectly reasonable thing to do, and I do hope that when Netanyahu comes, we have that discussion. I mean, when was the last time you heard a speech from President Obama devoted to describing, to laying out the threat from Iran or the threat from a nuclear round? You haven't. It just hasn't happened. Uh, something else that hasn't happened is heading into a Super Bowl with a controversy over the how the quarterback handles balls and the softness or firmness thereof. And I got to tell you, Steve, the media, when you see the lead on MSNBC, CNN and uh, Fox all being the, the inflated, you know, the, the pounds per square inch of a football, you got to be going, wow, what a story. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty interesting story. And, you know, one of the reasons, obviously, it's giving the attention that it, that it is, is because the Patriots have been caught before uh, seeking an advantage in ways that certainly the NFL thought was was uh, illegal or or contravening the spirit of the of the rules. And I, it's hard to come up with an explanation here that's an innocent explanation. When you have 11 out of 12 balls that are deflated to, you know, a pretty well within two pounds uh, lower than than the limit, than the, than the uh, permitted levels. It's hard to come up with an innocent explanation. Certainly, if you listen to the commentary from former NFL players, you know they sort of laugh at the idea that Tom Brady didn't know this, didn't notice this, particularly because he'd said in public in the past that he did prefer deflated balls. Mm -hmm. And who doesn't? But uh, I digress. <laughs> uh, Steve Hayes, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Anytime, Michael. Thanks. Thanks so much. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.